Computer, initialize Holosuite. Holosuite Media. Welcome to a brand new episode of The Expanse, your favourite Star Trek Enterprise podcast. And if it's not your favourite, please do not hurt our feelings by telling us. But if we are your favourite, please let us know either through your social media comments or by leaving awesome reviews on our Apple podcast page or wherever you get your podcasts from. Most importantly though, don't forget to hit that subscribe button on your podcast app. Uh, we are all over social media. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at NX01Podcast. And we're also on Facebook at www.facebook.com forward slash NX01Podcast. Now that all that <laughs> all that business is out of the way, I'd like to introduce my co-host, Chris Hill. Chris, how are you doing? Doing pretty good. How about yourself? I'm doing very good. Thank you, Chris. It is a good time to be a Star Trek fan and I'm enjoying it. Yes, it is. Having great fun on my other podcast for Hollow Sweet Media. That's Blast Shield, which is a uh, Lower Decks podcast and, and li- life is good. My name, if you're not sure, is Kyle West. Uh, I'm the other co-host on this show and uh, we're both massive Enterprise fans, if you didn't already know that. Uh, I would like to just thank everyone who's been listening to the show so far. We've had some great feedback. People are really excited to get a weekly Star Trek Enterprise podcast. I don't know if you've noticed that, Chris. Yeah. People feel that this show is not getting the focus and love from all the Trek podcasts out there, and we're here to fill the void. I've noticed on some of the things that I've posted in in the Enterprise groups that I'm in that that they've really enjoyed it so far, so... Thank you very much. Give those five-star reviews. (laughs) This week, Chris, we are talking music. This is the music of Enterprise, and we're going to talk about certain controversial pieces of music, (laughs) Uh, our favourite pieces of music from throughout the four seasons of the show, and we're going to talk a bit about the music across the rest of the franchise as well, because uh, it's our opportunity to do so, and Star Trek has had some wonderful music in its 50 plus years. Chris, shall we... Should we just address the elephant in the room? I think so. The elephant <laughs> in the room on this on this podcast is the Enterprise theme song, Faith of the Heart. Even now, 15 years after the show has concluded, I still see it being brought up on, uh, on Facebook groups, message boards, mm-hmm. social media. Some people love it. Other people hate it. I don't think there's an in-between <laughs> on this. So, Chris, before we get into how we're going to discuss it, Tell me straight away, do you like the song? I do like the song. I've even got it on a couple Spotify playlists that I listen to. And just about each time I hold up an invisible lighter. <laughs> I might have to start doing it now. Or people use the torch on their phone now, don't they? So they yeah. Wave their phone. <laughs> so before we get on to talking about Faith of the Heart, we're going to chat a bit about the other Treks theme songs from TOS through to Picard and look at and discuss what makes a theme song for Star Trek. Uh, and then maybe, you know, just Faith of the Heart, check those boxes. We're going to find out as we have this chat. Let's look at TOS then. Uh-huh. The classic song. Uh, it's made a comeback in the recent movies uh-huh. where uh, it sounds fantastic with a, a good full orchestra behind it uh, in a cinema screen. Now, you're the TOS fan. Yeah. So 
you talk to me. Your your feelings on that music. What does it evoke in you? Sentimentally, it takes me back to my childhood. You know, watching TOS with my dad. But as far as a theme song for the original series itself, it definitely fits not only the style of the show, but also other theme songs that were just orchestral types, you know, back in the 60s. And it just kind of also inspires that, that, you know, optimism that they were trying to push forward even back then. Whenever I think of the TOS music, I always just think of Baylock. Yeah. For anyone who's not sure, he was the, I guess he's like the iconic alien image. He's proper, just looks like the true alien that we've seen in the Roswell stories and things. Mm-hmm. And I always just think of that face when I think of the music. Yeah. It feels really sci-fi and, and it is, the music is a product of its time. I do think it's updated very well, though, uh, when it's yes. been put into the, the Kelvinverse films. And Giacchino did a good job mixing it in with his experiences and, and orchestrating. TAS, the animated series yes. music. Okay, you're feeling your, your overall feelings on that. What does that evoke from you? That one just seems like it, you're you're getting ready to have a fun Saturday morning <laughs> wa- watching animated Star Trek because because it's got it's got a little bit of the the original, but it's kind of updated within that you know four years that music had gone by from when the original series ended to the animated started. You can definitely tell it's a 70s theme song, though. I was going to say that. When it begins, it feels like it's starting out similar, like you said, to mm-hmm. TOS, and then suddenly it just it just becomes like some kind of disco track. <laughs> and, yeah. Uh, and the music, you're like, oh my god, yeah, this is this is the 70s, this, this kind of music. So a product of his time again, I guess. Mm-hmm. I think it's safe to say it's not an iconic tune, and... For anyone who is not all that familiar with the animated series, uh, they're not going to remember it. It doesn't get stuck no. in your head like the like the other ones do. Not for me. You're you're the big fan though, so maybe maybe for you. It's on the on some of the same playlists that I've got Faith of the Heart on. So <laughs> <laughs> big fan then. Let's move on to it gets a bit complicated with this one for TNG because obviously they were using the music from the movies. Yes. Uh, specifically the motion picture. Yep. And I think later on they they switched it to the one from Star Trek Five. You could argue it's a more iconic piece of Star Trek music than actually the TOS theme. Yeah. I think they're both up there. There's a handful of, for me, iconic music tracks in Star Trek, mm-hmm. and I, I think this one's one of them. Now, I, before we talk too much about it, I, I'm disappointed that they reused a piece of music. Yeah. But I look back, and you had all these wonderful DS9s and all, all these other pieces of music, and then TNG getting that music. Do you see it as a missed opportunity in hindsight? Using 2020 hindsight, Yes. The old uh, 2020. I, you know, I just edited that joke as well on the uh, on the podcast. I, just did. Um, I didn't even get the joke right away. It's like, what do I mean? What do I mean? No pun intended. I don't know why they did it. I've never seen any comments about why they did it. I, they probably are out there. So people uh, more educated than me probably know. But I can't decide whether it was done for budget reasons or if it was done because it was it was deemed that the song was so closely the song. Sorry, the piece of music was yeah. so closely associated with Star Trek that it would sort of bring familiarity and and yeah. comfort and re- and rest let everyone get at ease when they're watching the show do you, do you think that's probably what brought it about you're using my untrained opinion yes are you a big fan of that music then i mean it, it's all right i again i've got like an entire playlist of nothing but music from star trek and star trek adjacent type music but for the longest while i just had the motion picture one which was which there are a, there are a little differences between motion picture and TNG, but it's one of those where basically all you're hearing is is basically the same song. The TNG opening credits, I love the music that accompanies Picard's voiceover at the mm-hmm. beginning. That whole bit has 
fantastic mood. I always think you feel like you're in space in that bit. Yeah. Gives you these weird chills. But then as soon as we hit the Trek movie music, I zone out then. It's a bit loud and uh, boisterous. And I do like the track though. Like when I'm in the the cinema and when that used to come on at the end of the film, I was like, yes, here we go. Mm. If you were comparing it to all of the, the shows and their theme songs, whilst it's an iconic piece of Trek music, I don't think it even ranks in like my top half of Trek theme songs. How about DS9 then? This was really different at the time. Now, Trek had never had a piece of music like this as one of its show themes. Because it it doesn't start off with with horns. It actually, I think, starts off with with, uh, drums. Or something, something a little more with a little more bass, because you know they're they're out there on the frontier on their own, and I guess that's what they were going for was you know the more bass, earthy type sounds were or tones I should say were set up to kind of bring you into the into the series. Yeah, I absolutely love the opening of the track, and just the whole piece just feels heroic, but also haunting. Yeah, it does inspire you. I feel like it is an it's an inspirational piece of music. It's quite um, passionate. It makes you feel quite strongly. And there's a beautiful piano solo of this. Just a beautiful, yeah. a beautiful version of the song. And we're starting to see some recurring themes now coming out of these tracks. Where you know we're seeing there's the energy to them. Like they inspire you. They're heroic. So these are obviously becoming traits of the mm-hmm. of these theme songs as we're going along. What about Voyager then? I actually think that's one of the the best theme songs. Just combined with the visuals that you have of, you know, Voyager flying through and the different planets and, and such that it's around. And for the longest time, I th- that was the only thing I thought was good about it. Oh, my gosh. There is a, a Voyager podcast on this <laughs> on Hollow Sweet Media that will uh, not appreciate these comments from us. I think it's a good piece of music. I find it, again, hopeful. Mm-hmm. And it does have a sense a sense of wonder to it, doesn't it? Yeah. Which, does it come from the music or does it come from the visuals? I, I'm not sure. Maybe that means they're perfectly entwined with each, yeah. each other. Probably ranks higher than TNG, at least. Yeah, I think it could have broken into that top, that top half. At this point, Enterprise came along. We're skipping that one just for a minute. Mm-hmm. Let's look at Discovery. Which I've always, I've always liked this piece of music, but there is something I hate about it. I hate the TOS tag on at the end. Yeah. It doesn't seem like it's been mixed well. So you've got a certain mood that's like a really suspenseful, mysterious music, I think, the Discovery theme. It suggests epic storytelling and all sorts of things going on. And then you just got this random, as if they literally stuck it on the end of the theme doesn't fit at all. Am I being unfair? I get where you're coming from on there. I mean, I I, I enjoyed it from the first time that I that I had heard it. You know, being being the TOS fan, that's one of the things where I was like, that's a pretty neat thing that they did there at the end, just kind of link in the uh, the era mm. within the shows. Are you a fan of the Discovery theme song as a whole? I do enjoy it. It, it is in in my top half. What I love about the Discovery music is actually that we've heard different variations of it throughout the show. Yeah, I didn't totally pick up on it until about halfway into season one i think when i was thinking oh this is a nice piece of music it was playing through some scenes and then i was like wow actually this is uh, this is the, the theme song they're just different instruments playing it a diff- slightly different arrangement or i don't really know the musical terms and then obviously picard i should say at the time of recording this we haven't heard the lower decks theme song so um yeah spoiler for anyone thinking that we record this just before just before it goes out um so, yeah, Picard. Now, when I first experienced this piece of music, Chris, I was, uh, was in the front row of a cinema and uh, sent the screen, uh, Leicester Square. In, <laughs> I, I was in awe. And then, obviously, I got to see this opening sequence on a big screen and listen to this music for the first time. And I was blown away by it. I hadn't actually listened to it since 
the day that the Picard finale adds. This is my first time listening yeah. to it in like, I guess, four or five months. And what a beautiful piece of music. Mm-hmm. It kind of feels like you're you're older and especially with the fake Rustican flute mixed in. If they give Picard the same treatment they did, you know, Archer, this would be Picard's theme. Like, not just, you know, the show, but the captain himself. Yeah, definitely. It's just a beautiful piece that draws on Picard's history, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Particularly like the inner lights, like you mentioned then, with the flute. I think it makes better use of the, the TNG theme at the end yeah. than the Discovery theme does. I do like that that's a, a trait of the new songs, you know, uh, the new theme songs. Again, yeah, it does make you feel older more self-reflective, mm-hmm. but still has that sense of the unknown to it. You know, like we're embarking on something exciting, but dangerous. Like, I think I think most of the track themes have that. So I guess that brings us to Faith of the Heart, the only one to contain lyrics. Although I will say there is there is a version of the TOS yes. one which has lyrics on it. Because Gene Roddenberry wanted a little bit of the cut. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's why his name's on most of the, most of the episodes, isn't it? Yeah. So we have lyrics to Faith of the Heart. The song was Where My Heart Will Take Me. So it wasn't actually an original song that went on to Enterprise. It was recorded by Russell Watson and mm-hmm. I think Diane Warren, I want to say. Yes. Who wrote it. The song got spliced up. Like it is... Yes, it did. If you love the song and you go and listen to the the, the actual f- about four minutes and 15 seconds, I think... Uh, version on Russell Watson's album, you'll be singing along, and within about thirty seconds, you'll realize you're saying the wrong words. Because I actually just just listened to it before we we sat down to record, and what it is is basically after the first first set of lines in the first verse, they cut that out to the second part of lines in the second verse, and then that's how we get our theme song. There's some parts which I prefer about the full version. Like I like that right yeah. at the end. I think it finishes on It's Been a Long Road is the last line mm-hmm. of the song, which would be as the ship was warping away. And to me, the fact that it hasn't got that on the Enterprise theme song version, it just feels like it's missing it. Yeah, just that little bit. Yeah, it just feels like it's meant to have it. Uh, and it is on the full version, but not on the TV one. I guess the first question is, we've talked about those other theme songs. Each one has had some of its own traits, but there's been mm-hmm. some certainly some traits that they've all shared in common with each other. Does Enterprise also have a sense of hope and of exploration and of i guess of of a little bit of danger but excitement has it got those features those features to me it does in the star trek universe if you think from you know there at the end of first contact when cochran meets with the the vulcans at that point it was a long road for earth to get up to warp five and then kind of spread its wings and stretch its legs and see what was out there on their own with that in mind i agree with you so why on earth does faith of the heart get such a raw deal from so many trekkies if it's got all these traits if it's got all these same traits of a, of a trek theme song in fact one... it's the lyrics <laughs> but one might argue that this song is more of a trek piece yeah. of music theme music than some of the trek stuff we've had like this the lyrics to this song and the way they've piece them together is honest god almost ticks every star trek box about the about what star trek's trying to evoke i don't understand why people it's just because people don't like change isn't it they don't like change they don't like it's got lyrics in it the visuals that go with it are perfect with it Mm -hmm. well seasons one and two 
Yeah, we'll, we'll come on to three and four in a, <laughs> a minute or two now, but that's a whole other conversation. But the visuals are fantastic. I think we chatted mm-hmm. a couple of weeks ago. We said that that opening sequence now actually would hold up with today's premium TV. Yeah. Prestige TV, sorry, I should say, on streaming services and things like that enterprise sequence is fantastic i imagine they spent a lot of money on it actually Uh, much like voyager it syncs up with the music so well and trek openings visually before voyager being quite unimaginative and so voyager and then enterprise i just think whoever designed it i haven't got the name in front of me but brilliant work when when i put it on i don't skip that song no me neither i sing it I, I sing it (laughs) there's not a single time that i'll have that on the tv where i don't sing along to it do you sing along to it? Nine times out of ten. Just depends on how tired I am when I'm watching it. And is there anything wrong with singing along to a Star Trek theme song? No. I mean, because you actually have words instead of, you know, making the, the sounds with your mouth. Yeah, exactly. I think it's perfect. Yes, it's a bit of a softer open to the show, but I always thought it kind of set them a nice tone of what was to come after it. Obviously, uh, it does then, we mentioned, you mentioned, season three, season four. Now, it, if the elephant in the room was was the song itself. There's an elephant stood right behind it, (laughs) maybe a bit bigger, which is what they did to it in season three, carried on to season four, despite, I guess, they must have received feedback saying that this is a disaster. But yeah, the only way I can describe it is that it was almost turned into some kind of really bad disco pop type of thing you know like you get the keyboards and you mm-hmm. when you're a kid and you have a few tunes programmed into them and you press yeah. one it's just this really cheesy uh little yeah a little bit of pop music thing i had one that uh would play wake me up before you go go by by wham well those those <laughs> dodgy little tracks it has it's as if someone just got one of those and put it behind the song they didn't they didn't remix yeah. the song at all like they didn't do anything to try and make it fit with the music which just seems lazy right because they could have done something to the song to change it you went from a moment where when the enterprise credits always opened up and there was like mm-hmm. almost silence to the start of the song and a bit like you're oh yeah here we go we're gonna get into these open credits it just yeah. straight away hits you with this beat when i was showing my partner enterprise for the first time and we recently finished our her first watch of it she fell in love with the song and i i kept joking about how it was going to be bad in season three she didn't believe me it could be as bad as what I was saying. And when we watched uh, The Expanse, the last episode of season two, I said, yeah. right, let's enjoy our final uh, final sing-along to this one. And then we watched uh, The Zindi at the start of season three. And I was going to skip it. And she said, no, no, I've got to hear it. And so I was like, okay. And then literally, I think it was a few, just a few beats into it. And she turned to me and she said, skip it. She said, what the f*** is that? <laughs> and she was horrified. And that's when I thought, right, it's not just me being overly sensitive as a Trekkie. This this yeah. non-Trekkie has said that this song was good, and now it is a disaster. I mean, yeah. Oh, what did you what did you think of it? They fixed what wasn't broken. Yeah, th- this is it. I mean, first off, they tried to update it and make it more poppy, but they didn't make yeah. it sound like pop music from from then. It sounded like it was no. twenty or thirty years out of date. It just didn't work. They were taken on board some fan comments. I think this was the exact same time they added Star Trek back into the the Take name. Into the main title. Although I feel like that happened. As I'm saying this, I feel like it happened like three episodes into the season and not in the first one. I'm not sure. I can double check. Yeah, have way. a look. I have a feeling that Extinction was actually the first episode to have the full name on it. Either way, there was all going on. But the, the music is diabolical. Suddenly, all the feelings of exploration and hope and just progress of the human race was just gone. The song literally has no no relevance to Trek 
suddenly just because of the change in the tempo and type of music. And actually, Chris, the most annoying part of it is, though, is that the beat eventually gets you. When yeah. you get to the bit, like the whole, I've got faith of the heart, when it first goes into it in the chorus, and they have that little beat before it, like the... Mm-hmm. Suddenly, you find yourself, you know, you're, beat, you're beating along to it, your foot's tapping the floor, and you hate yourself because you, you go along with this beat that you know is absolutely awful. Yeah. But it's not the same as when you were passionately feeling it, and you're like, right, let's go see what adventure awaits humanity this week if you had to choose chris which one would you would you go for definitely go for for the seasons one and two version and uh kind of circling back it, it was uh, extinction when they added star trek to the title look at that for my my memory amazed i remembered that where does faith of the heart sit for you the f- talking about the first two seasons of it yeah the fir- first two seasons de- definitely top half yeah what about the three and four well we've got the top half the bottom half I'll only say about five miles of, of, of crap, and, and then then season three and four. Now let's move on from that disaster of a, of a theme song for seasons three and four. Let's talk about one of the, I think it's a piece of music that even at the time a lot of people said, oh, this should be the, the theme song. Yeah. And that's Arch, it's called Archer's Theme. Now if you're not, if you listen to this and you aren't sure what Archer's Theme is, uh, Archer's theme is the music at the end of every episode except for the first episode. Broken Bow. Which had a really lovely, actually... It was just the, just the mu- uh, musical interpretation yeah, for... Yeah, Faith of the Heart, yeah. So Archer's theme, I think it appears a lot during the first episode, actually, but mm-hmm. doesn't actually go in the credits. And I think it's... I, I personally think, Chris, it's one of the best pieces of music produced for Trek. I mean, what's your feelings on this, yeah. this piece of music? I, I really do enjoy it. I mean, to me, it... Let's me know, hey, you know, we've just finished watching this episode of Enterprise. Let, let's get ready to go on to the next one. Mm. We've still got that that hope going throughout. And yeah, everything's going to be bright and sunny on, on, the, on the other side of the uh, commercials here. I think it's beautiful. It's hopeful. It's heroic. It's definitely heroic. Emotional, passionate. I mean, this is cause, partly because Enterprise brings out those emotions in me as my Trek. And I know other people mm-hmm. get, get the same thing from their Trek. I was so happy it was the last piece of music to end the series and not not necessarily talking about the the credits but they they right. fitted it into the final piece of music in the montage at the end of these are the voyages and i'm I'm just so glad it was the final piece of music that we heard as we saw the enterprise flying off the only time we saw the nx01 i think from outside in that episode yeah uh, i think the theme just fit archer perfectly don't you think like i, I know it's in the yeah. name it's archer's theme and the way he was presented to us as an explorer and as a gung-ho action hero i, I just feel like this music caught that yeah it, it totally encapsulated it Drawing it back to the to the sixties, to me, I kind of think of the the theme song for Wild Wild West to be sort of Jim West's theme, and that kind of fits with him, just like Archer's theme fits with with Archer. Do you think it was ever designed to be a theme song? The way that they have it written and and produced, I could see them having that as as the the theme song for for Enterprise, where it'd just be Enterprise's theme. But since we have Faith of the Heart, Archer can have his own theme, and and really. I don't think any other any of the other series had the closing credit music specifically labeled. It was just like end credit music. Yeah, yeah. This piece of music, I think, is the only one that I can sort of attribute to a captain as well. I can't really think of yeah. any of the other commanding officers having a piece of music that was associated with them across the entire the entire show. I think it's just a great piece of music. I think if you go on YouTube, you can find where people have put it over the opening credits yeah. of the show so no one listening to this is going to hear us say that we'd rather this over faith of the heart because we both love faith of the heart mm-hmm. i would have loved it if 
if they'd switched to this in season three instead of the mess of the remix of uh, of Faith of the Heart. No, a really good piece of music. I think I, I think the best piece of music to come out with a pilot episode that was put together, the orchestral stuff yeah. for it. It's just such a lovely piece of music. Let's talk about some other personal favourites across okay. the shows, because as we know, track episodes, they had their own soundtracks for every episode, which right. um, I guess is, is quite unique, actually, because not all shows... Like, are afforded that luxury. Right. Like, it's great that Trek, even then, still had it, even when they had budget cuts and things like that. So, are there any sort of, any episodes or moments from episodes where the music really stuck out to you or or it just, like, it, it made the scene for you? For me, let's see here. I'm, I'm going to go start off right, right away with the heavy hitter, the uh, alternate main title from In a Mirror Darkly two-parter. Wow, okay. Okay, why that one then? Oh, to me, it, you know, after after we saw that that opening credit scene where Cochran kills the Vulcan and they pillage the ship, it just sets you right into you know, hey, we're in the mirror universe now. This is how Star Trek would have looked had they produced it in the mirror universe. Yeah, it always throws me off that that piece of music. Actually, it's so so aggressive. It feels violent, doesn't it? Probably be quite fitting for a lot of the footage you see on the news <laughs> these days yeah. um, over here. But any other ones that jumped out at you then? Probably a couple that, that you're going to gonna be mentioning also <laughs> as well. So I'll, I'll let you, you have the floor and add my comments in. The best music on Enterprise of any episode is in Horizon, which is a season two episode. Mm-hmm. I'm struggling to remember the episode number off the top of my head. Could be 19. I might be making that up, though. It's the episode where Travis, his father has died, and Travis returns to the horizon, his, his family ship, uh, freighter. And things aren't great between him and his brother, and the ship is struggling. His brother resents him for being a member of Starfleet and making things tougher for people like his family. There's music in this episode that is just so beautiful. From the teaser of the episode, mm-hmm. you immediately know something's different. Yeah. The track music sometimes is just there and it's helping it along. You don't always stop and think, wow, what? This is an amazing piece of music that's, that's playing behind this scene right now. And Horizon's full of it. And it's, there's such beautiful tracks. I really encourage people to go and, and listen to it. It's available on like Trek Core and you can see it mm-hmm. in places like that. And for me, it made the, like, that's one of my favorite Star Trek episodes. But I see people call it one of the worst. But I. <laughs> I love it because I always loved the freighter stories, uh, the cargo ship stories right. that uh, they did on Enterprise. I know it was only a, a couple of them, but uh, I thought Anthony Montgomery did some great work in the episode. Yeah, He really shone when he was given his chance and it was a great episode for Travis. I just just made me feel. And it's funny because I, I, I haven't lost a parent, but for some reason, the music, I feel like I have. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, lead, lead you into into what those feelings would would be like, and that's one of the, the great things about music is that it can set you into moods that you haven't felt, but you know that it, at some point you will feel. Yeah, definitely. Like this, it's such a beautiful piece, and yeah, go go listen to it, uh, everyone. And Horizon was the twentieth. Oh, episode. was it twentieth? You were close. You've been checking yeah. it as we've gone. Oh, I knew I wasn't going to say twenty. But I was around there. I was thinking, is it? I was like, is it twenty one or twenty two? But I know like regeneration was there and stuff. So uh, I wasn't going to say twenty. Damn it! Damn it! <laughs> what was nineteen? Was it Canamar? Judgment. Judgment. Oh, I'm, I'm all over the place. I always get the last, the second half of season two just mixed up completely all the time. Okay, other ones. So you said uh, on me then. So I think that yeah. similitude is yeah. uh, season three, episode nine. I think. I'm sure you'll check that on me now. As- mm-hmm. 
10. 10. Episode 9 was North Star. That's annoying. See, I do know them. <laughs> Similitude is the episode where they have to create a clone of Trip because Trip's been in an accident. And, I mean, the idea that they could do this is a bit crazy because yeah. they would have done it loads of times before, but we're not talking about that episode right now. Uh, but it, it is a fantastic concept, though, and, and the episode mm-hmm. is a, a true Star Trek episode for the dilemma that Archer has because this trip who grows up very quickly, was it? He lives for like uh, a week, I think, pretty much, doesn't he? So I think so, something yeah. Something like that. And in this time, he becomes a he becomes a grown man like Trip. He has all of Trip's memories, and he doesn't want to die. And that's the conundrum for Archer, which and Scott Scott Bakula has one of his and, best monologues at one point. And unlike Janeway with Tuvix, Sim actually decides to go ahead and hey, you know, go to go ahead and sacrifice himself to save Trip. They didn't want to create a debate for another twenty years like they did, <laughs> like they did when Janeway essentially murdered <laughs> Tuvix. With Similitude, there's some of the music throughout it is just generic episodic music but there is some some real beautiful pieces surrounding sim himself and the moments where he's he's growing and i think predominantly around when him and archer are bonding and when he's come to his decision Mm -hmm. that he's going to die and i think there's some wonderful music in there Uh, yeah that's also on track core as well i think i saw that yeah another one is when fox is talking to sim right before the operation yeah 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 that's that's the bit i'm thinking of yeah that bit there and then the final one for me really of enterprise where the music just literally left out of me it's these are the voyages so i know i came down hard on that episode yeah (laughs) two weeks ago but i did say in that episode that it had some of my favorite trek moments as well and and actually there's a piece of music that plays for all the flaws with how they handle trip's death the scene with t'pol and archer after Mm it is just a beautiful scene and it's one of the best scenes of Enterprise, I think. One of the best scenes of Star Trek for me. But there's some music underplaying it when Archer says that, you know, when we first left Space Dock, you know, I was excited to be exploring. But then then we started bumping into more and more bad guys. And then the attack yeah. on Earth, the Zindi. And he's like, and now, and now Trip's dead. And I'm asking myself, was it worth it? And I think it's that. And I think T'Pol says something like, if Trip were here, he would say it was. He'd say it was. There's music underplaying Scott Bakula slash Captain Archer's monologue that is just... And it's not intrusive. No. But as Scott Bakula is getting more passionate in his delivery, the music is building with him, I think. You know the bit I'm on about, yeah? Yes, yes. I just found that bit beautiful because, it again, it was one of those moments where it came together with what was on the screen. It felt emotional. It was adding to Scott Bakula's performance. And for me, those are like my main pieces of music from Enterprise that, that stuck out. For me, with These Are The Voyages, the way that they did the, the ending music underneath, you know, all the captains saying Space the Final Frontier bit. The way that they blended all three themes, because you can hear at different points all three themes. And when you're actually watching, like when you're just listening to it. You can tell who whose spot was where in there because at the beginning, I, I think they they did have Picard saying, you know, space the final yeah. frontier. You can hear the next gen influence. Then when it goes into Kirk, you can hear the original series, and as it goes on to Archer, you can actually hear Faith of the Heart, Archer's and that, yeah, Archer's theme, and that yeah. Archer's theme. Yeah, it's beautiful that bit as well. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, it is. It's a good, and that's a good way to end the show. Actually, that that whole didn't need it, like I said a few weeks ago, but it was it was visually yeah. nice anyway and sounded nice. That's what I've got to say about Enterprise's music. I think that it had a very good playlist across its mm-hmm. across its four seasons, and I remember m- musical pieces from it more than I do any of the other shows. Could be because I've watched Enterprise more, though. So for anyone yeah. listening, I don't think that I'm just trying to criticize the other shows. I just I'm not as familiar with them because I've, I've watched Enterprise many times through uh, compared to the other ones. I mean, uh, do you feel the same, Chris? Yeah, because uh, for for me. 
for me, it's more, you know, remembering, you know, the original series background music more so than, than any of the others. Again, because I've seen those episodes many times and everything, but I, I, I do appreciate all the background musics that they have, you know, doesn't take over the scene, but adds to it and, and puts you right in there with, with the characters. Yeah, I think that when you can remember a piece of music in your head, not even mm-hmm. be listening to it, but when you can remember the music and then remember the, the moment it was in, I think that's when you know it's a good piece of music. Yeah. I always think of like Buffy the Vampire Slayer. There's a the music at the end of season two and, well, spoiler, I guess, but when she has to stick <laughs> the sword into, into Angel and, and the music there, I always remember that music and, and I always remember that scene. And actually, TOS, there's, there is a piece of music from TOS that I don't know if they used it for more episodes. They might have done, but I believe it was Shore Leave was the, ep- yeah. was the episode with, with Kirk and his, I can't remember the name of the... Um, uh, Finnegan. Oh, yeah, I was, yeah, it wasn't on about that bit, actually. Um, oh, but no, okay. no, that bit's fun as well. But the when he sees the woman... Oh, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I'm not going to try and hum it because I'm calling it a beautiful piece of music and I'm going to make it sound <laughs> <laughs> sound awful, but... <laughs> Like that again is in my head as well. Like that's an iconic piece of music for me. Yeah. Let's talk a little bit then about just music across the the Trek verse. We've done the themes. I guess I guess mostly about the movies. We've yeah. had soundtracks for every single movie. I was curious as to almost go through them in order um, a little bit. You're, you're a big TOS fan, so uh, I'm guessing yeah. you'd have for me with the opening themes for the movies. The one for for Wrath of Khan is one of the ones that that I enjoy the most. It's very Star Wars like. I think that piece of music. It was you know composed by James Horner, so yeah. that that's where we're getting the. the the influence from and another thing that i that i really enjoy is the closing music for star trek 6 mm. just about every time i hear that i can i can see william shatner's name across the screen leonard nimoy deforest kelly i can see all those all their names that's it for me on on the the original series movies well let's talk tng films then really the only one that only ones that kind of stick out is the the music when data and the Borg queen are conversing in first contact and when we're in that opening scene of nemesis there in the romulan senate mm. those are really the only two that stick out everything else is just kind of just there for me i couldn't disagree more it's good <laughs> it's good that we disagree i think tng across its four films had better main themes at least than the tos okay. films tos films had very right. good themes i just thought i thought generations had a lovely uh the main theme that i guess closes it out uh had a lovely main theme yeah and they were going to use that apparently that was we talk about archer's theme and stuff as an opening credits apparently the rumor at the time was that they were considering using the generations theme for enterprises main credits and i think there's even a version of that floating around online where someone mocked it up uh, to have a look at it i think it's a really good piece of music the first contact main theme i remember going to the cinema it would have been uh, 1996 when first contact came out. Sounds about right. uh, i'm assuming it came out at the same time in the uk so it could have been 1997 because it used to be a big delay yeah. but this this go in 96 i would have been 10 years old the film was a 12 it was rated to 12 so we, my mm-hmm. parents were uh, were sneaking me in. Now we have the twelve A instead, which means you can you can go and see it if you're under twelve, but you have to have an adult with you. It's like PG thirteen here in the states. Yeah, so we um we went in to see that. I'd never really thought about music in a film or anything before, but when the first contact music was was playing through the the opening credits, I was blown away, mate. It was I I couldn't believe how beautiful it was. And, and what I will say though about that piece of music was that it didn't suit the film. It was yeah. such a beautiful piece of music that actually didn't really give you any indication of what the film was going to be like. Yeah. It didn't match the movie, which is probably about as close as they'd got to doing a horror film in Star yeah. Trek. 
Like I know, I know by horror, by like the mildest, the mildest type standards. Yeah, I know, but you know the way they change the Borg and other things like that. Uh, I thought Insurrection has a lovely piece of music, the main theme. Obviously, in that case as well, it plays over images of the village, uh, Baku, I think they were called, yeah. it? the Baku village. Yeah, the Baku. And you see these fa- this farming people, it's just a lovely song, and it was totally different to First Contact, and you knew you were going to get a different yeah. film. Although when I watch Insurrection, for all the jokes and stuff that is in that film, and some bad jokes... That yeah. film is that film is darker than people give it credit for, in yeah. my mind. There's, there's some dark stuff in that film. And Nemesis, like you said, the main Nemesis theme, which uh, we don't get as much time with it because Nemesis doesn't have the opening credits in the way that the other films do. It, right. it speeds through them. And then you get this really, I would call it like, it's dark music. Mm-hmm. It feels like a bit gothic as well. And, and it's definitely, you know, it's different. Like, you know, you're going into something yeah. different. And Blue Skies. I mean, I know it wasn't for yeah, it wasn't for the TNG films. Or the song existed long before, but like because of Star Trek Picard, like that song is now yeah. an iconic, <laughs> iconic yeah. Trek song, isn't it? We've heard it what three three times now in mm-hmm. iconic scenes of Star Trek. And I'm using that word iconic a lot. But for you, what are the iconic Star Trek themes? Before we do that, I forget the the Kelvin verse films. We got three, three more films. Sorry, I forgot about I forgot about the films I like the most. <laughs> the, <laughs> let's let's talk about the Star Trek two thousand nine, Star Trek Into Darkness, oh. Star Trek Beyond, the music, which was probably I don't know, I I would say it was some of the most not in a bad way, but in your face music. Yeah, that the Trek movies had done. It was boisterous. It was cinematic. We're coming back to life. Yeah, and all throughout the films, you know, they just used music in a way that I think the other films didn't use music to enhance the imagery. Yeah. So you talked to me about that. I mean, you're a big TOS fan. We've never spoken about the, your feelings on the Kelvin verse. Yeah, I've I've really enjoyed the Kelvin verse. Not only for what it's done for for the fandom, introducing the new fans, but yeah, but also just. There is some some really good Star Trek themes and stuff in there. If if you you know take away the flashy you know Michael Bay type veneer, it's in there. <laughs> you know, the opening scene on O nine, the way that they they have the music, they have the theme, or they have the the scenes going. It it it's enough to make to to really make make you cry. During Kirk's birth and when um when his father is uh, Chris Hemsworth about to crash the ship. That music is beautiful, and it really, obviously the composer, did Lost as well. And that that song, actually, that piece of music, sorry, is very similar to a piece of music from Lost that uh, was used for most of its run. It always makes me think of that, because I remember watching Lost and thinking, wow, what a beautiful piece of music this is. And I think it shared qualities with that song. Experts would be able to correct me, (laughs) the experts in music, but I, I really think... I think it did. And the main themes as well. Enterprising Young Men is the name of the track yeah. that predominantly uses the what became, I guess, the main theme for the Kelvinverse films. I really enjoy that. It's such a good piece of music, isn't it? Mm-hmm. I've used iconic a lot in the sense of as a Trekkie, but I'm t- <laughs> when I, if I were talking about like cinema, iconic pieces of music, uh, you would say that they actually managed to make a third one in Star Trek. Yeah. Like there was a third Star Trek song that I knew I was watching Star Trek when I was on it. Chris, do you think they use the, the music, that track too much though, throughout the films? It's played so often during the films. Like I'm always thinking, you know, like they redid the shots twice. They did it once in 09 and once in Into mm-hmm. Darkness where the Enterprise looks like it's, you know, and it rises out. I think in the... Yeah, rising I think up. it rises out, out of the, is it the cloud around the planet or something in the 09 the rings. Around, yeah, around Titan in 09, and then out of the water in 
at the beginning of Into Darkness. Yeah, but and like when you know when the ship was dropping at the end of Into Darkness, and he, and it yeah. drops out a shot, and you think it's crashed, then it comes back up, and then you got the music. Um, it's overlaid to that, and it's nice and it's heroic and stuff. But I always mm-hmm. think about the James Bond films. Yeah, they overdid the use of the James Bond theme throughout the film. It made it become. Yeah. Almost like when you didn't hear it, where is it? Type yeah, it's like it's the punchline. It became the punchline of a of an action scene, you know, and it's and it felt a bit like that with the way they used that music in the film. But it's a beautiful piece of music, and all those films, those three films, the scores are beautiful on them. That piece of music actually has appeared in the Prime Universe, mm-hmm. and you'll know exactly. Well, Chris, you you tell people listening when when did we hear some of this Kelvin verse music? The only thing to cross back over to the Prime verse. Uh, when did we hear this? I'm trying to remember. I, re- I remembered it first, but then it escaped me. It warped away. It was in the first short track of season two of short tracks. It was in Q&A. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. If I remember correctly, it was when we saw the, the turbo lift flying around the ship. And uh, yeah, we saw it. Uh, they, they played it uh, through that bit, which I didn't yeah. notice right away myself when I first watched it because I was just in awe that I was watching new track. I was actually looking at the visuals of the yeah. crazy turbo lift bits, but I saw someone mention it online and I watched it back and I was like, oh my God, yeah, there it is. Speaking of the Kelvinverse films, it's also the first time we get, you know, an actual actual songs within it within the soundtrack other than you know one that was just created by one of the the creatives on set yeah back in you know 1986 san francisco referring to the beastie boys yeah yeah (laughs) and yeah during the film that appears in both the first and the last one yeah the first and the last one we also get sledgehammer by rihanna which is in the closing credits and that doesn't appear doesn't appear in the film that to me seemed like you know JJ was just trying trying to be like, hey, you know, I'm I'm leaving this, but, you know, let's try and make this a Bond type thing, too. I remember the, all the fuss that got made about the fact that she was doing it, and it's the first time Trek had had yeah. famous... I think Rihanna's a big Star Trek fan as well, isn't she? So Yeah, she the is. The video's cool. I remember when they revealed the video long before I think the film would come out, and it plays nice in the credits as well, but it, it is odd for all yeah. the fuss that they had. They actually did have a song in the film that had vocals in it but it wasn't the one that they yeah. were advertising as the <laughs> as the star trek beyond song i just thought yeah i thought that was a bit, bit interesting but i'd be curious to see if they do that again as trek continues i know with discovery you know magic to make the sanest man go mad they did have the hip-hop song where they had sampled staying alive i can't remember the name i just know i just know they sample or sampled staying alive trek music is evolves isn't it yes it has i think it's more ambitious now they still use an orchestra rather than some shows who just mm-hmm. have one guy i think probably star trek did at one point before it went away for years where one guy would just be on his computer software putting it together himself this is all yeah. done with full orchestras uh, right now and uh, that obviously created a challenge for season three of discovery mm-hmm. i guess we'll kind of round up this one chris just to say what's your final thoughts on what music has meant to trek final final thoughts on Enterprise's music and where does Enterprise rank for you in in regards to some of the music that it used throughout the show? Oh, the music of Star Trek as a whole, a lot of it is there to enhance the scenes as opposed to, you know, overtake them or just be there in between the, the silent bits of dialogue. It can really get you set up emotionally for what's being seen on screen as well as the words that are being said within the dialogue. As for Enterprise, I just really enjoy the way that they decided to think outside the box for the theme song. Like I've said, you know, plenty of times before, definitely prefer the seasons one and two version over the seasons three and four version. (laughs) 
but I think they did very well setting some of the a lot of those scenes, like especially you know like we just talked about in in Cogenitor, there's there's musical cues that that help build everything up. As I've already said, I'm a massive fan of the music on. I think Trek has had some fantastic music over the years that I don't think gets the recognition it deserves across all the shows. Mm-hmm. You can't look at any of the shows and say that they they skimped on the music. Every show has done well. Like I said, I wish TNG had had its own theme music, but it still had some great music use, used throughout the seven yeah. years and the films, like, like I said, I thought were exceptional. So for me, I, I'll i say this, I get a tear in my eye when I think of the Horizon music. I feel passionate whenever I hear Archer's theme and I sing Faith of the Heart when I'm on my own. Or with my daughter, sometimes with Katie now, we just suddenly find ourselves singing the song and it just brings back so many happy memories of Star Trek Enterprise. On 9th of September 2020, our weekly discussion will focus on the Enterprise novel by the book. This was the first original Enterprise novel following the adaptation of the Enterprise premiere episode, Broken Bow. If you'd like to be fully knowledgeable of what we discuss in our 9th of September show, then please dig out your copy of Buy the Book or visit an online retailer to purchase a copy. We look forward to our first ever book club discussion. The Expanse a Star Trek Enterprise podcast is produced and hosted by myself, Chris Hill, and Kyle West, and is a part of the Holosuite Media Podcast Network. To keep up to date with all the news and updates from The Expanse, be sure to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at NX01Podcast. You can find me on Twitter at TheChrisHill, and Kyle on Twitter at KyleThomasWest. To join the Holosuite Media Community Discussion Group, simply type the Nexus into the Facebook search bar, and we'll see you there. Thanks for listening, and until next time, keep shirts on. This show is brought to you by Hollow Sweet Media. Computer, list other available Holosuite Media programs. Loading Holosuite Preview Program for Blast Shield, a Star Trek Lower Decks podcast. And she starts swinging it in a ridiculously reckless way. But it's so over the top that I was laughing out loud. It's putting a smile on my face. I know you were laughing. I really related to that moment. (laughs) You know I get over the top. It was, uh, I just think it gives a good idea of her. And the way they cut around it, it's so close in her face. You're like, oh my God, she's crazy. And then we get the moment where she just slices it into his leg. And it's very graphic. Oh, it's really, detail. You see the muscle, like the different muscles torn. You can like see the ligaments. The, yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah, it's quite... I think you see bone as well. Loading Sweet preview program for The Janeway, a Star Trek Voyager podcast. The orangey skin makes me think of something else. Makes you think nowadays. of Donald Trump. <laughs> <laughs> and, it, and bad hair. Oh my god! He's Kazon. Donald Trump is Kazon. Trump is a Kazon. Oh my god! I'm surprised he's not calling himself Marge Trump. <laughs> because he's not very bright either. No. It fits perfectly. Well, I understand it all now. We've we've just been taken over by the Kazon. And we didn't even realize it. No. Oh my god. <laughs> Listeners, we've just solved the mystery of the last four years in the United States. Loading Sweet preview program for The Vedic Assembly, a DS9 podcast. What flavour would I Jello that hasn't set yet. <laughs> flavour, he would be orange. You reckon he'd be orange flavoured? He'd be orange flavoured. Just because he's got orange goo? Yeah, exactly. Okay.
I mean, it would be weird if he were a flavor and he were orange-colored goo, and you tasted it and it was like lime. That would be disconcerting. Be surprised. So yes, he's... but I say like like <laughs> bitter orange, you know? Yeah, bitter orange, like a blood orange, yeah. blood orange Odo. Yes. Oh, now I would totally eat. Odo Let's do now. that. <laughs> Computer, deactivate Holosuite.